welcome to your show, Sunny Mornings in Boston. I'm your host, Melissa, and it's Saturday, March 2nd. Welcome to your bonus episode. Coming up on today's show, we'll get right into the weather report, and then we'll jump into the recap of all the best news from the week in sports, tech, business, cryptocurrency, science, and entertainment. Checking out the weather in the Boston area. This morning, it's mostly cloudy and feels like 29 degrees with seven mile per hour wind. The sunset will take place at 5.35 p.m. and it will rise again tomorrow at 6.15 a.m. It looks like we're in for showers mainly after two with a high near 51 and wind for six to nine mile per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80% with new rain amounts between a 10th and quarter of an inch. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 44. For all you beach runners out there, the first low tide Saturday will be just after 10 a.m. with a high tide at 4 p.m. The nearshore buoy at Cape Cod Bay reads 39 degrees for the water temperature. Looking ahead in the weather, We'll see a chance of early morning showers on Sunday, then cloudy skies with a high near 52. North wind will be seven to 10 mile per hour. Sunday night, expect mostly cloudy conditions with a low around 44. Monday brings a slight chance of afternoon showers with clouds and a high near 49. Monday night, showers may occur after 11 p.m. Tuesday, another chance of showers under cloudy skies with a high near 53 and a low of 45. Wednesday, showers possible after 11 a.m. and mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Now here's the top local news from the week. In local news, Boston's housing market is currently the hottest in the nation, outpacing even San Francisco. Data from Alto's research places the Boston, Cambridge, and Quincy metro area at the top with a market action index score of 60.59, indicating a strong seller's market. This heat is largely due to a severe lack of inventory, with active single-family listings in the area significantly lower than pre-pandemic levels. Real estate agents like Doug Danzi and Nicole Howley observe a return to aggressive buyer tactics, such as paying over asking prices and waiving home inspections. Interest rates, a key factor affecting the market, are leading to increased buyer activity as they stabilize. Despite this, the market isn't as frenzied as during the pandemic peak with fewer multiple offer situations. The average median list price in the metro area has soared to $879,000, reflecting a substantial increase over the past few years. As spring approaches, agents anticipate a slight increase in inventory, but properties in desirable locations are expected to continue selling rapidly. Sparkle, a 10-week-old Chihuahua, was recently rescued and adopted after being found near a busy highway in Boston. A good Samaritan from Pine Street Inn discovered the three-pound black puppy wandering close to Interstate 93 in Dorchester and intervened to prevent potential harm. 
The Animal Rescue League of Boston then took Sparkle in, confirming her good health. After being spayed, she was made available for adoption and quickly found a forever home. The Animal Rescue League commended the Pine Street Inn resident and staff for their crucial role in saving and securing a new home for Sparkle. You can explore the rich biodiversity of Cape Cod, Massachusetts, a treasure trove for winter birdwatching enthusiasts. Despite its modest size, this region boasts a variety of habitats, from the Mid-Cape's restored wetlands at Mass Audubon Long Pasture Wildlife Sanctuary to the dense forests of Dennis's Indian Lands Conservation Area, home to classic New England birds. The Lower Cape's barrier islands, including the Monomoy National Wildlife Refuge, offer a haven for migratory shorebirds. Meanwhile, the Outer Cape features habitats like the Wellfleet Bay Wildlife Sanctuary, supporting hundreds of bird species. Each area presents unique birdwatching opportunities, making Cape Cod a must-visit for those looking to expand their horizons in the winter months. Authorities have urged ships to slow down off the Cape Cod coast after spotting 31 endangered North Atlantic right whales feeding near the surface, a rare sight observed by New England aquarium scientists during an aerial survey. This unusual feeding behavior, potentially linked to climate change, prompts concerns as right whales, with a population of only 360, face threats from vessel strikes fishing gear entanglements, and climate impacts on their food supply. In response, a voluntary slow zone has been extended to March 7th, requiring ships to reduce speeds to protect these whales. Past incidents, including a whale named Caterpillar who survived a ship strike, highlight the dangers even from slow-moving vessels. Here's what's going on in Boston this weekend. Warren Wolf's vibrant jazz performance at Sculler's Jazz Club promises an evening of musical brilliance with his mastery over the vibraphone. Matt Friend is set to dazzle at the Crystal Ballroom with his impressive array of celebrity impressions, showcasing a unique comedic talent. The Fall provides an intriguing look into New York's 1960s counterculture, screening at the Harvard Film Archive for history enthusiasts. Burna Boy's performance at TD Garden marks a significant moment in global pop, celebrating Afrobeats with a concert that promises to be unforgettable. Mutoid Man's concert at the Sinclair brings a distinctive blend of metal and fun, offering a lively alternative to the genre's typical seriousness. The Museum of Fine Arts is hosting winners closing the Boston Festival of Films from Iran with a touching narrative that explores the impact of cinema on the world. Now on to sports. Hootie Bellinger, once a star with the Dodgers, has reportedly signed a three-year, $80 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. This comes a year after the Dodgers decided against offering him arbitration. Bellinger's journey saw highs and lows, he was the 2019 National League MVP and 2017 Rookie of the Year, but his performance dipped significantly in subsequent seasons due to injuries. Despite these challenges, 
he had a remarkable resurgence with the Cubs in 2023, leading to this lucrative contract. The deal includes opt-out clauses after the first two years, offering flexibility. The Lenders agent, Scott Boris, attributes his earlier struggles to injuries, but is optimistic about his client's future. This contract represents a significant turn in Bellinger's career, highlighting his potential as a valuable player in Major League Baseball. At the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, teams are closely analyzing the draft prospects. Key quarterbacks like USC's Caleb Williams and North Carolina's Drake May are in the spotlight. Wide receivers, including Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr., are also drawing attention, though it's been rumored he won't actually work out. New head coaches and GMs, such as the Chargers' Jim Harbaugh, face scrutiny, and the future of quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins is a hot topic. Each team has unique priorities, with some focusing on upgrading specific positions like wide receiver or quarterback, while others negotiate contracts or strategize for the draft. This event is crucial for shaping team rosters and strategies for the upcoming season. But we are hearing rumblings that a lot of the so-called stars won't be showcasing their talent. The Chicago Bears, holding the number one overall pick in the NFL draft for the second consecutive year, face a pivotal decision regarding quarterback Justin Fields' future with the team. General Manager Rand Poles hinted at a potential trade of Fields if the team opts for a quarterback with their top pick, emphasizing the desire to treat Fields fairly in the process. With USC's Caleb Williams being a highly anticipated prospect, the Bears' strategy remains under wraps. Amidst speculation of trading the number one pick again, Poles assures that any decision will prioritize the Bears' best interest without succumbing to external pressures. Fields, after a season of mixed performances and recent controversies over his social media actions, seeks clarity on his position, which Poles acknowledges promising ongoing communication with Fields' representatives. In a comprehensive NFL survey, the Miami Dolphins and Minnesota Vikings emerged as top NFL teams, praised by players across various categories. Conversely, the Kansas City Chiefs and Washington Commanders ranked at the bottom. With over 1,700 players participating, the survey evaluated teams on aspects from facilities to staff. Despite the Chiefs' success on the field, their facilities, nutrition, and training support were criticized. The survey aims not to shame, but to encourage improvements. Notably, the Jacksonville Jaguars made significant progress, climbing to fifth overall after addressing previous criticisms, including facility conditions. I guess it's true. Everything good does come to an end. The Philadelphia Phillies have discontinued their long-standing $1 hot dog night, a decision driven by their commitment to ensuring a positive fan experience at Citizens Bank Park. For over 25 years, this promotion was a fan favorite, offering affordable snacks during games. However, recent events, including fans throwing the hot dogs and other safety concerns, have led to its cancellation. 
In place of the dollar dogs, the Phillies will offer a two-for-one hot dog deal on select dates in April. <laughs> this change reflects the organization's effort to manage crowds more effectively and maintain a family-friendly environment. What a bummer. Now you'll have to buy two hot dogs at the same time, just so you can throw them. In top news, the U.S. electric vehicle market is growing, not declining. In the last quarter of 2023, EV sales increased by 40%, hitting over 1 million sales. However, there are some challenges, include high prices, limited charging infrastructure, and complex tax credits. Also, most electric vehicles are pricey, which led Ford to cut prices for the Mach-E and develop cheaper models. The U.S. needs more fast chargers, currently having less than 40,000 against a requirement of 182,000 by 2030. Automakers are investing in expanding this network. Tax credit rules for EVs are intricate, affecting consumer decisions. But leasing has become popular, allowing broader access to tax credits. Despite these issues, the EV market is actually on an upward trajectory. The Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York has received a monumental $1 billion donation from Dr. Ruth Gottsman, enabling the institution to offer free tuition to its students. Dr. Gottsman, a former faculty member and chair of the school's board for 55 years, dedicated this gift to her late husband, David Sandy Gottsman, a notable investor in Berkshire Hathaway. This donation, the largest ever to a medical school in the U.S., is part of the Gottsman's long-standing commitment to healthcare philanthropy. Dr. Ruth Gottsman's impactful career at the college includes founding the Adult Literacy Program and the Emily Fisher Lando Center for the Treatment of Learning Disabilities. This transformative gift aims to attract diverse, talented students, relieving them of the burden of educational debt which averages over $200,000 for medical graduates. Starting this August, all students at the college will benefit from this free tuition. Researchers have developed an app named MindEar, designed to alleviate the symptoms of tinnitus, a condition characterized by a persistent ringing in the ears. In initial trials involving 30 participants, nearly two-thirds reported significant improvements. MindEar incorporates cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, relaxation exercises, and sound therapy, aiming to train the brain to ignore the bothersome noise of tinnitus. The app's development is a response to the challenges of accessing traditional treatments, which often require expensive and scarce psychological services. With plans for larger trials, in collaboration with the University College of London Hospital, MindEar represents a promising step towards accessible treatment for tinnitus sufferers. The recent shakeup at Disney, with Sean Bailey stepping down and David Greenbaum stepping up, reflects broader strategic shifts amid financial pressures and a creative stalemate. Bailey's departure, after a successful tenure with blockbuster live-action remakes, points to changing audience tastes and the challenges of refreshing Disney's cinematic offerings. 
Greenbaum's promotion suggests a move towards leveraging strong filmmaker relationships and possibly infusing Disney's slate with fresh Arthouse-driven perspectives. This transition comes as Disney navigates succession planning with CEO Bob Iger's eventual departure looming, positioning Alan Bergman and other executives as potential successors. The reshuffle underlines Disney's quest to rejuvenate its film segment while balancing traditional strengths with new creative directions. Aging doesn't have to mean a steep decline in physical and mental health, according to longevity-focused physician, Dr. Peter Atia. In his book, Outlive, The Science and Art of Longevity, the author explores how proactive measures can significantly enhance life quality in later years. He emphasizes training over mere exercise, advocating for a deliberate approach to maintaining fitness across decades. This concept is encapsulated in the centenarian decathlon, where individuals tailor their fitness goals to life's practical challenges. Fatih's Performance Center, 10 Squared, aims to equip people for these challenges through focused training in strength, stability, and cardio. However, Atiyah also highlights the importance of emotional health, underscoring that happiness and relationships are crucial at any age. His work suggests that both physical and emotional well-being can flourish with age, provided there's consistent effort towards them. In business news, this week, major retailers like Macy's, Urban Outfitters, Best Buy, and TJX report earnings amidst cautious market sentiments. Shoppers have prioritized essentials over clothing and electronics due to higher grocery and gas prices. Macy's, facing leadership changes and takeover bids, reports on Tuesday. Analysts are wary due to challenging mall traffic and evolving fashion relevance. Urban Outfitters, also reporting Tuesday, grapples with price-sensitive younger customers and is reinvigorating its brand appeal. TJX reports Wednesday, potentially benefiting from a shift to off-price retailing amidst economic pressures. Best Buy, reporting Thursday, might see a demand uptick for electronics as consumers replace aging devices. These reports follow Walmart's indication of lower general merchandise prices, impacting retailer profits. Additionally, results from Vizio, AMC Entertainment, Domino's, Papa John's, Dell, and Lowe's are expected. Paramount Global's Wednesday report is notable amid the streaming industry's spending cuts and potential mergers and acquisition activity. The week also brings insights into cloud services demand with Salesforce, Snowflake, Okta, and Workday reporting reflecting on employers' tech budgets and AI demand. MicroStrategy, led by Michael Saylor, has further invested in Bitcoin, purchasing approximately 3,000 tokens for $155.4 million this February. This acquisition, made with cash, boosts the company's total Bitcoin holdings to around 193,000, valued at nearly $10 billion. Saylor, who sees Bitcoin as an inflation hedge and a cash alternative, started this strategy in 2020.
Since then, Bitcoin's value has surged by about 460%. The recent purchase's average price was $5,180 zero per token, compared to their overall average holding cost of $31,500. Despite market fluctuations, MicroStrategy shows no signs of selling, with Saylor commenting on Bloomberg TV about the prudence of holding on to a winner. Crestbrook Insurance Company, under Nationwide, is exiting the California home insurance market by June 15, 2025, ceasing renewals for its wealthy clientele. This decision reflects a broader strategy to streamline Nationwide's operations, focusing on sustainability and competitive pricing across diverse customer needs. Despite Crestbrook's departure affecting a small fraction of Nationwide's portfolio, it underscores the insurance industry's ongoing adjustments to market dynamics. A nationwide shift aims to consolidate its personal insurance offerings under one brand, targeting a broader range of affluent customers. Michael Saylor, the chairman of MicroStrategy, experienced a significant increase in wealth, gaining about $700 million due to a surge in both his company's stock and Bitcoin prices over the last three days. MicroStrategy, primarily valued for its substantial Bitcoin holdings, saw its shares rise by 40%. Saylor, the company's largest shareholder with a 12% stake and a personal Bitcoin ownership of 17,732 units, saw his combined holdings escalate to nearly $3 billion. This financial boost coincides with Bitcoin reaching its highest value since November 2021, emphasizing Saylor's confidence in the digital currency as a solid investment strategy. Major League Pickleball and the Professional Pickleball Association have finalized their merger, marking a significant step for professional pickleball. This unification ends months of negotiations and hostilities creating a combined force in the sport. A substantial $75 million investment accompanies the merger, involving notable entities like SC Holdings and other individual investors, such as Al Tylus and Tom Dundon. While retaining their distinct brands, the leagues will operate under a new holding company, aiming to streamline and enhance professional pickleball. The merger promises a richer calendar of events and significantly increased payouts for players, nearly 250% higher than last year. However, amidst this advancement, players express concerns over unpaid earnings from past tournaments. This consolidation is poised to benefit players, fans, and sponsors, promising a more coherent and exciting future for the sport. Moving on to a more local vibe. In our community spotlight on health and wellness, we are working with a national Pilates studio to bring you some free classes, so listen up. Check out Club Pilates with several locations in the San Diego area. Pilates presents a comprehensive wellness approach, cultivating strength, reducing tension, and elevating mental well-being. Scientific research affirms its benefits. So now you can check out Club Pilates 
for a free class. With locations in Encinitas, Solana Beach, Oceanside, La Jolla, and more. Just be sure to tell them Sunny Morning sent you by. And now, back to the show. Let's talk science. Scientists at the Technical University of Dortmund in Germany have achieved a significant breakthrough in physics. By creating a time crystal that lasted about 40 minutes, significantly longer than previous ones which only lasted a few milliseconds. Time crystals, a new state of matter, have atoms arranged in repeating patterns in time, unlike traditional crystals which are arranged in space. This particular time crystal was made using a semiconductor crystal of indium-gallium arsenide doped with silicon, cooled to 6 Kelvin, and then exposed to laser light. This process resulted in nuclear spins that oscillated continuously for 40 minutes without decaying, indicating the potential for even longer-lasting time crystals. This discovery could revolutionize quantum computing, where time crystals might serve as qubits. This advancement not only challenges our current understanding of physics, but also opens up new avenues for technological innovation. And be sure to stay tuned tomorrow for an explanation of qubits. Yesterday, we had our minds blown talking about time crystals. As promised, today, we explain what a qubit actually is. Qubits, or quantum bits, are the fundamental units of quantum computing, similar to bits in classical computing. While a bit is a binary unit, that can be either zero or one. A qubit differs significantly. It can exist not only as zero or one, but also in a state of superposition, where it embodies both values simultaneously. This unique trait arises from quantum phenomena like superposition and entanglement. Qubits are made from quantum systems, such as electrons or photons, and have two distinct states representing zero and one. They're versatile, being able to undergo incompatible measurements and entangle with other qubits. This ability enables quantum computers to perform complex computations far beyond the scope of classical computers. Qubits come in various forms, including spin, trapped atoms and ions, photons and superconducting circuits, each with unique properties suited for different quantum technologies. In a twist that rekindles interest in the unresolved saga of D.B. Cooper, Rick McCoy III has stepped forward with a claim that could potentially solve the decades-old mystery. According to Rick, his father, Richard Floyd McCoy Jr., a Vietnam veteran and skilled parachutist, was the infamous skyjacker known as D.B. Cooper. This assertion is grounded in a startling confession from Rick's mother, who purportedly admitted to aiding her husband in the audacious 1971 hijacking, where Cooper parachuted into the night with $200,000 and disappeared. Richard McCoy Jr. was no stranger to the law, having been apprehended for a similar hijacking in 1972, which quickly led to his capture. This earlier crime ended in his escape from prison and death in a police confrontation in 1974. 
Rick McCoy's revelation introduces a familial dimension to the D.B. Cooper case, implicating his mother as an accomplice and suggesting a deeper conspiracy. The FBI, intrigued by this new lead, has reopened the investigation into Cooper's identity. With Rick providing DNA evidence in an attempt to validate his claims, this development offers a glimmer of hope in unraveling one of aviation history's most enduring mysteries. Apple has decided to terminate its decade-long endeavor to create its own electric vehicle, known as Project Titan, redirecting its focus towards generative artificial intelligence. The move reflects a strategic pivot amid evolving industry challenges and competitive pressures, particularly from Tesla's advancements. While some Project Titan employees will transition to AI projects, many will not. This shift underscores Apple's recalibration of priorities towards areas like AI, believed to offer more immediate synergies with its core consumer electronics business. The cancellation marks a significant shift from Apple's initial ambitions in autonomous driving, highlighting the complexities of automotive manufacturing and the competitive landscape. Researchers at Armit University in Australia have developed a groundbreaking 3D-printed titanium they call metamaterial that could revolutionize the engineering field. Inspired by the natural structures of plants and coral, this metamaterial addresses the long-standing challenge of metal alloys cracking under pressure. The team's innovative design features lattice-like structures with hollow struts, enhanced by a thin band to evenly distribute stress, avoiding weak points. Utilizing advanced powder bed fusion technology, they created a material that outperforms traditional alloys in strength and temperature resistance. This new material not only withstands more weight, but also high temperatures, making it ideal for aerospace engineering and potentially firefighting drones. Its hollow structure is also seen as beneficial for human bone implants, promoting cell regrowth and integration with the body. Although not yet widely accessible, technological advancements may soon allow broader application of this transformative metamaterial. And in entertainment news, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav just announced a significant shift in streaming strategy, confirming that HBO Max will be bundled with a new sports streaming service launching this fall in partnership with Disney and Fox. This move aligns with Zaslav's long-standing advocacy for bundling to simplify consumer experiences and drive business growth. The bundling strategy, reflecting a pivot back to traditional cable bundle benefits, aims to streamline access to diverse content across multiple platforms. Despite some controversial decisions, Zaslav's approach has led to profitability in the Warner Brothers Discovery streaming segment, signaling potential future savings for consumers through more integrated streaming services. Kevin Costner, renowned for his roles in Westerns, is set to captivate audiences with his latest project, Horizon, an American Saga. 
This ambitious cinematic endeavor, directed, co-written, and starring Costner, unfolds across four separate movies. The saga, set in the post-Civil War era, promises a fresh perspective on Westerns, moving away from the conventional town-based narratives. Costner describes this project as the biggest struggle of his career, both in ambition and budget. The star-studded cast includes Sienna Miller, Sam Worthington, Gina Malone, and more. The story explores the tumultuous period of the Civil War from 1861 to 1865, delving into the experiences of various families and individuals during this critical time in American history. The first chapter of this epic tale is set to release in theaters on June 28th, followed by the second chapter on August 16th. Fans of Costner and Westerns alike eagerly await this groundbreaking series, but we are all a little peeved that he bailed on the finale of Yellowstone, one of the best drama series of the last 20 years. Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor respond to director Doug Lyman's boycott of the Roadhouse remake amidst the film's release controversy. Gyllenhaal, playing Dalton, acknowledges Lyman's advocacy for theatrical releases, but emphasizes Amazon's clarity on the film being streaming only. He advocates for broad viewership in changing times, appreciating Lyman's passion for cinema. McGregor, playing Knox, also supports theater releases but recognizes the business aspect, expressing a wish to discuss the release plans with Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos. The controversy stems from Lyman's critique of Amazon's decision for a streaming release over a theater release, despite prior discussions of a possible theatrical run. Roadhouse is set to release on Amazon March 21st. Sony Pictures has made a groundbreaking move by signing a deal with the Beatles and Apple to create four interconnected films, each spotlighting a member of the iconic band. Directed by Sam Mendes, the ambitious plan is to release all four movies in 2027. This unprecedented project aims to bring the Beatles story to the big screen in a way that honors their legacy, exploring the individual journeys of the Fab Four. The films are expected to start production in mid-2025 in the United Kingdom. This strategy marks a bold approach in film distribution and storytelling, reflecting Sony's commitment to innovation and the enduring appeal of the Beatles' music and cultural impact. Warner Brothers executives Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi are making bold moves, courting big names like Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio and eyeing Quentin Tarantino's next project. In a strategic partnership with Tom Cruise, they discussed potential projects, including a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow and Tarantino's The Movie Critic. Their aggressive strategy includes attracting A-list directors and stars, underlined by a non-exclusive deal with Cruise and a lucrative contract for DiCaprio's next film. Warner Brothers is also granting unusual concessions, like copyright returns to directors, signaling a willingness to spend, to secure top talent. This approach is part of a broader strategy 
potentially aimed at enhancing Warner Brothers' value ahead of possible corporate sales or mergers. Well, alrighty folks, it's time for the quote of the day. And today, our quote comes from the always motivating Chuck Norris. And Mr. Norris said, a lot of people give up just before they're about to make it. And you never know when that next obstacle is going to be the last one. Don't give up, we're almost there. And that's a wrap for this morning. Have an amazing day, my good friends. Thanks for tuning in.